Hello, um, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about romantic comedies. Ooh la la. Ooh. Yeah. My name is Emily. I'm Diana. I'm Julia. I'm Matt. And today, we are going to be um, maybe educating our friend Matt here and anyone else who is uh, listening about rom-coms our favorites, uh, what is charming about them. So, okay, what do we want to, where do we want to start? What's a rom-com? It's a romantic comedy. Well, okay. Good, good point, good starting point. I think uh, <laughs> a rom-com to me is a movie that mostly focuses on the romance of it and then just makes me laugh and not cry at the end. Oh, interesting. I think it's... Well, sorry, go on. I, I mean, I feel like you could have both emotions at the end of a rom-com. I thought it was the opposite. To me, rom-coms are like a comedy with some romance sprinkled in. Like a comedy that has like a love plot, but usually it's, I don't know, like it's more about being funny and cheesy than it is about the love. Yeah, I can agree with that. But I just mean in terms of like, if I'm crying at the end, then I feel like it's a dramedy or a drama. So like for me, the comedy has to be like, oh, so no crying. I don't want to cry in a rom-com. Only crying of laughter. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Ever. I wonder. I wonder if there's some rom-coms that we'll bring up that are have crying in them. So, mm, like interesting. The viewer crying or? The viewer yeah, crying. Yeah, the viewer crying. Yes. That make you very sentimental yeah. and sad. If a rom-com or makes you sad, it's probably not a rom-com. Is that what we're saying? That's what I feel. I feel like if a rom-com made you sad, then it's a dramedy. It's, it's drama and it's comedy. But if it's purely just a romantic comedy, then it made you laugh, and it gave you butterflies, and it made you blush. I think you did not cry. I think romantic comedies are those storylines that lead to romance, but in order to get there, you go through comedic adventures. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Okay, Matt, have you seen many romantic comedies? I, I would say I've seen, like, four or five. Maybe. Okay. Do you know like which ones you've seen? I've seen Fifty First Dates. I've oh. seen. I saw oh, yeah. Crazy Stupid Love recently. Mm. Um, I can't think of it. Have you guys ever seen Fifty Fifty? No. No, no, I haven't. That What's movie that kind of feels like it's a rom com, but I don't know if it would because it could also make you cry. So, so the main mm. character Joseph Gordon Levitt, and he gets diagnosed with cancer. Oh, and then, I, I, so, I've seen the poster. I've seen so then his trailer, girlfriend so is like trying to console him, but then ends up cheating on him and like dumps <gasps> him, and then he starts falling in love with his therapist. So I don't oh. know if it counts as a rom com because it is like that really lovely. sad. I think it's a comedy with some romance. Well, I think we'll, we're going to discover by the end of the podcast if yeah. there can be some viewer crying in, in rom-coms. In, like, certain parts of it, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, because there's yeah. always highs and lows, I feel like. Crazy Stupid Love had, like, some lows. I mean, I, yes. I wouldn't say they'd make you cry, but it did have, like, some I do points. have a question, because you are a filmy guy. You like movies. So why don't you usually watch rom-coms? Well... I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'd be, I'm less um, like I'll watch a rom-com over like just a pure romance movie. And I don't know. I, I feel like romance a lot of the times in movies feels like really inauthentic and it just feels like it's like, I don't romanticized. Know. yeah, it's like romanticized. <laughs> so then I don't know. I don't like I can't take it seriously. I don't know. Like I, it's not realistic. Yeah, it's, it's like, not convincing. It's happen. like, yeah, like I I find it really hard to like I find it really hard to like separate the two like i don't know like separate it and just like accept the fact that it's corny gets kind of corny like i can't i just i just feel like wow that's ridiculous okay so if you're gonna pick you're gonna watch um comedic there has to be some comedy that's getting me through like the corniness of like we have to like force you to watch like you've seen the notebook have you ever seen a walk to remember have you guys (gasps) i haven't but i hear it's like well, change your a life. Walk to remember is very drama. No, exactly. Very so drama, we're saying we're gonna romantic comedy. Exactly. So those are the ones we gotta force him to watch one day. Well, but here's the thing. Like, so in a sense, we're talking about chick flicks, right? Because a chick flick is a romantic comedy or a romantic drama. Okay. And as a chick, I wouldn't watch a romantic drama. I don't like them. Oh. Okay. I hate the Titanic. I don't like. The oh, movie. I hate the Titanic too. <gasps> I don't like oh. a walk to remember. Like, if it's sad. I'm not watching it. Mm. I don't like to be made sad. Oh, you don't like to be made sad? No. Okay. 
Okay, that that's valid. I actually like to be made sad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little like, what is it's that? Like, uh, there you go. There you go. I, yeah, mm. I don't know. But Especially when I'm sick, I like feeling I something. Don't, I don't. Because you don't like feel sad. anything. No, I don't like sad, so that's why I don't judge Matt for not watching okay. romantic dramas. Yeah, totally but romantic valid. comedies to me, it's like, are you crazy? Like they're the best kind of comedies. They're so funny. But I understand the inauthentic. Like <laughs> I understand if you like comedy. I personally like. <laughs> if, um, if I if I had to pick any form of comedy, I don't really like to laugh. <laughs> wow. I mean, like things don't make me laugh that often. But okay, I would say, okay. um, like other than myself. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. But, like, I would say if I had to pick a kind of comedy that made me laugh, probably rom-coms. Couldn't do that very, like, um, very staged comedy, that anything that, like... Like the slapstick? Uh, yeah. Like, anything that Will Ferrell's, like, stars in couldn't do anything <laughs> that, you know. And I even want to say, like, Adam Sandler. But we're going to talk about Adam Sandler in something that is just lovely. Right. That Matt has already brought up. So let's go into it. Fifty First Dates. That is, like, a classic. It's from 2004. I think that's, like, one of the earliest we're talking about. We're talking about uh, rom-coms in the last 20 years or so. Um, yeah. In the 21st dates. century. Yes. So what did, you, what did you think? I mean, I watched – I haven't seen it recently, but I did watch it, like, a couple of times when I was, like, younger. And I did, like, enjoy watching that movie. And I remember not being, like, too, like, annoyed at, like, the cheesiness of it because it was, like – so funny in, in, in so many ways. Like, I don't know. I, I've always found, like, Adam Sandler, I guess it's because my dad always, like, showed them to me. But, like, Adam Sandler movies were always, like, there, there has to be, like, that one guy, like, see, like, in Crazy Stupid Love, not to, like, change it, but yeah. Steve Carell's in it. So, like, if there's one dude who's, like, I know is going to, like, guarantee, like, a laugh for me. Like, I'll watch it. And I knew Adam Sandler would, which is why I watched Fifty First Dates. Well, and, it, know, and it did. Like, it, it paid off. It was, like... I feel like Fifty First Dates and Crazy Stupid Love, are there, like, more serious or, like, better comedy, like, acting? Because, the I, I mean, I've seen Steve... Steve Girl does great things, obviously. Like, The Office. And, but, like, he was kind of, like, a sad boy in, like, yeah, a lot of the, the Crazy Stupid Love. And, like, in a funny way, though, which was funny. Yeah. Um, and, like, in Adam Sandler, like... In Fifty First Dates, I feel like he's much more like realistically funny. Sometimes you yeah. do stuff, and it's like that's just stupid. But like in Fifty First Dates, I'm like, oh, this is like a guy who's trying to charm a girl like every single day. And I have to say, I love Fifty First Dates because man, there's there's something like I think a rom com can get very boring very quickly. Yes, it's, it it they all follow kind of the same structure, the and same so equation. you have exactly, and you have to have something to like catching my attention to make it different and the fact that she loses her memory every single day and he yeah. has to like bake her, her over every, every day. day and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work and like so realistic so <laughs> yes i mean it's, and that's what's like hilarious and, and drew barrymore is i mean so... they're the power couple of romantic comedies they are they are well they have competition with um matthew mcconaughey and uh what's her name i forgot her name I know who oh, you're talking about. No, it's Cameron Diaz. It's not Cameron Diaz. It's the blonde girl, but Kate Hudson. There you oh, go. Oh, yes, you're right. They, I think they're yeah. the... Matthew McConaughey in a rom-com? Yes, in um, several rom-coms. Several. Interesting. Those are the ones you need to watch, but we'll get to those. What Ooh. else is on our, uh, on our list? <laughs> okay, um, we have the holiday. Since we brought up um, funny Cameron guys. Diaz. Oh, well, but also we were talking about funny guys and Jack Black is in that one. Oh, Jack Black is in The Holiday, which I think he's in there. Is that another more of like a serious role for him? It is. It is because he plays a realistic person. Like, I don't think he plays like, <laughs> he doesn't play <laughs> like a... This is play the, holiday? the Holiday? Yes. Have you seen The Holiday? I don't know if I've oh, seen it. It's on your Explain list. it. Okay, okay. It's, you said Listen The Rock is here. in it? No, Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black. Yeah, no, not it's very Rock. unexpected. So I think of Jack Black, I think of Kung Fu Panda. And like School of Rock. Exactly. Yeah. School of Rock is like the Jack Black that I that uh-huh. I always yeah. picture in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, let me. I'm gonna pitch this to you. Well, no, I, it's gonna sound so boring if you pitch it because it's no. kind of a lame concept. But like, 
Okay. <laughs> no, we promise it's good. You have to watch it. A woman in LA, very big, hotshot woman. She edits trailers for movies. It lives in like a billionaire home. And she's fighting with her boyfriend who lives, like, they live together because he's cheating on her. So that's like how it opens. She's like dramatically throwing him out of the house. It's really funny. He has like this. Like, I don't know. She's like, just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. And he's like, I didn't sleep with her. And she's like, just tell me the truth. It's over anyway. Just be honest. And he looks like he's going to tell the truth. And the hedge, like the hedge guy, the guy that just cuts the hedges is like in his view, but not in her view. And he's like, don't do it, bro. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. He's like (laughs) making like, and then he does it. And like, she's like, like he misses cheating. Like she freaks out. She throws stuff out the window. And then the guy's like, I told you not to do it. (laughs) Like, it's just so funny. And then. And then on the flip side, there's, like, two stories, and then there's someone in London that um, is in love with her boss, and they she's been in love with him forever, and he, like, doesn't even know, um, but they had a thing, he kind of plays with her, and then he gets engaged to someone in the office without even telling her, and she, like, is heartbroken, and so they go on this website, both these women separately, don't know each other, go on this website, like, one lists their house for, like, trade, I guess, which I guess is, like, modern-day, like, couch surfing or whatever um and then uh he like the other one from LA goes and was like yeah I'm gonna trade houses with you so they trade houses and they trade like lives but like they go to get over their men and then they find other men but it's awesome it's so good (laughs) it's so cute if you appreciate Hollywood there's a lot of references to that uh, old Hollywood stuff um there's questions cute since you've watched and clearly are very adamant about it and love Mm -hmm. it it's just is a it good a Christmas holiday movie? Yes, yes. I was just going to say. Okay. It's a good Christmas movie. There are holidays in it, and, like, they go away on a holiday. That's why it's called The Holiday. But it's a good movie to watch when it's winter break, and you want to put on the fuzzy socks that you got. So not during spring break. Well, you can watch you can it whenever. Live, live your life, first of all. <laughs> okay? If you want to watch it, like, in, like, a bikini and some wine, you know, it doesn't have to be eggnog. But um, it's a movie about, like, a you know, just starting fresh, starting over. That's what I think. My pitch for those listening that do like rom-coms and maybe haven't seen The Holiday, I will say this is two romantic holi- uh, romantic comedies in one, basically. It you get two like for it. the price of one because you get these two different stories. Yeah. And buy one, get one free. Yeah, so... so and you I get a lot of different, like... Because there's also, like, the nerdy boy that wins the girl at the end because that's, like, basically... Every equation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no, sure. sometimes it's nerdy girl. Yeah. A nerd and something else. You you <laughs> get love opposites. Yeah. It's, I, get, I feel like, like it's like it sounds even the two in one is like crazy stupid love is also like that. It's like two in one. Crazy stupid love so is like, like three in one. Three, three, three in one. one. Yeah. Three, three in one. So yeah. How does this, the holiday sound to you, Matt? Are you gonna watch it? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't sound like clicky that now that I like say it. Yeah, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. I just love Emily's face while she was describing this movie. It's like, I I don't know, it gives you something more complex. Like, it's like she's she's surfing on the the web and she swaps houses with somebody. It's like, okay, like what? It doesn't seem like it would have been better to me if they flew to like the different places and they and they just spent a weekend there and then they happened to meet somebody when they spent like a weekend there. Then, then if they were to trade houses, because it just doesn't sound like something that would actually. That just sounds really weird to me. Trading <laughs> yeah. houses. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like okay, it already sounds it. like fabricated. Like, but it just think of it as like real. you know, they're pen pals, and then they just decided like, hey, I don't like my life, and I rather go live yours for a little bit. And yeah. Like yeah, sure, I'll do it. They were just like, yeah. I need to get out of here. I'm going to like kill everyone around me. So they just go away. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's so, and like, okay, like, I will say their lives are like opposite. Like the one in LA, like she goes to like this rural, like she's very like posh and, and basically very spoiled because she has all this Super money. Fancy. She's very fancy. And she goes to this very rural, like cute cottage. Oh, and she's very gets, like small. humbled. See, like, I don't like that either. Because that's like, <laughs> that's like so like cliche also. It's not, like, not oh humbled, my God, she's like really But she's like, like love in a small town. She that's okay. That's okay. Maybe this is not the one for Matt. I'll okay. find it. I'll find it. All right, we'll what's next? So I want to talk about how to lose a guy in 10 days. 
We already talked about Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. This is the movie to watch. Uh, This is the movie to watch. So he's a big shot sports guy. And she is a writer for, I think, Cosmo. Yeah. Or or some magazine of the story. Women's magazine. She gets assigned to write this article, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So she sets on a mission. She meets Matthew McConaughey's character. And she... Very quickly wins him over, but then also is very annoyingly trying to, like... Get rid of him. Get rid of him. And then there's a bet on his side that I can't quite remember at the moment, but his friends are basically, like... The bet is, like, the opposite. The bet right. is, like, how to keep a girl... Like, how long can he keep a girl? Right. But it's, like, so it's, like, the dudes are, like, like in the, in the locker room, and he's, like, bro, I can't believe, like... Because his, his relationship really fast. I don't you keep that girl for right, longer right, than right. this long. Yeah, right. yes. exactly. So it's exactly like that. And then it's just the things she does and the things he does are just really funny. And it's hilarious. these two actors' chemistry is realistic in the sense that you can just tell, like... It's two personalities that would fall in love together, and they they totally like Matthew McConaughey is just so charming and suave, and Kate Hudson is like the girl that a sports guy would be in love with and would want to keep forever. Is she like a girly girl in this movie? Like, She's not super. Because girly. you said she wrote for Cosmo, so I'm Cosmo assuming Cosmo like, is more like a sexy kind of. Yeah, she's Megan. like she's yeah. more like the uh, ideal woman for like a. A guy's guy in the sense that she can be girly and she can be sexy, but she can also drink a beer and watch a sports game with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like that sounds really bad. No? No, but that was pretty accurate. But that's very yeah. accurate. In the movie, that's what she is. And, um, you know, obviously they fall in love and drama happens and there's a dramatic moment at the and end. she finds out about the bet, probably. And, well, right. her uh, bet is, is even worse. There are two she, bets, yeah. Okay, yeah. She's trying to break it off. She Yeah, she's trying to break it off, but not only that, like, she's writing about it. And she's gonna publish it. So there's all that. She's like a famous. Like, is she kind of famous? Like her column. Her column is pretty famous. Yeah. So. So does that sound like something you would watch? I think it's great. (laughs) I think that one's better than the last one. I think. I think it's better. Yeah. What kind of? Well, the way you describe. See, because that's why I asked if she was really girly. Because what I thought it was gonna be is like, oh, it's like this girl who's like very girly, and then he's like this macho like football player dude, and then like that they like. It sounded cheesy at first, but then you you made it sound like like it's at least a little complex. Like they tried with the mm-hmm. with the plot, so okay. I probably watched that one. Also, Matthew McConaughey. Is right, like, but I no, but it's there. really funny too. Like it's just the really things. Funny. There's a fern. If anyone has seen it, like the fern, <laughs> the fern. is so funny. <laughs> I can't. I didn't get through the first thirty minutes of it. I got to like like I got to the point where they introduced each other, and then I had the context of the bets, and I was like. Okay, so I know how this movie's gonna play out. Like they both started with a lie. How do you think it's gonna end? And I was like, I just I can't watch the rest. I already know what's gonna happen. You should give it a second chance. You should okay. just stick through it. You know, like I agree with the whole like it started with a lie. We know where it's heading. But isn't that part of a romantic comedy too? Sometimes where it's like you know where it's heading. Well, but I feel like you. they could do better. Like you could you could make like a creative romantic comedy. Like if you try and they're like, out there. one where they're it's not there. like exactly. So it's like. I'm not going to watch it if I know if it already sounds like it's going to sound like the 400 other ones that are out there, you know? True, true. Okay, who here has seen The Proposal? Oh, I've seen The Proposal. Okay, did you feel like... Is that the one with with Tina Fey? No, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Baby face Ryan Reynolds. It's not not where she, like, lives in Alaska. I feel like I saw his. I saw parts of that movie. Parts of it. I saw, like, parts of it. And I feel like there were funny parts of it. It's really funny. Yes. Did you feel like that movie was very, like, in the beginning you knew it would happen? Because it does start with a lie. They, you know, she convinces him to pretend like they're married for, like, social, so she can get her green card card back to, like, America. I do think, like, I knew where it was heading. Just because it, like, again, a romantic comedy, you know what you're signing up for. You're signing up to It's the perfect equation. You just want a different way of getting there. Right. Right. You know it's two people that are going to struggle their way in a funny way to getting together and falling in love. So I we knew where it was headed, but it it was hilarious. I love that she was, like, so, like, hateable. Yes. I love that. And she, she did a fabulous job. She was so good. And she was hilarious. And the dog. That gets the like, dog. <laughs> that's the, that well, has, I didn't and Betty White. It. She was just Well, amazing. I think oh, she Betty did, White. Yeah. I do remember Betty White. Betty White in it. Oh, man. In the, um, the what, is, what is the song? The, the song? What is the song? <laughs> oh, the, um, to the, the, to the, to the window. Oh, okay, that's it. That's it. We won't cover it. 
Oh yeah, that's true. Um, my gosh, it was it's just a funny. I think that's like a classic. This is the one you have to watch. I would yeah. say like in the proposal. The list, I've seen parts of it and I enjoyed the parts that I watched. So you I should might see watch the it. entire yeah. thing. Yeah, watch the full movie. I think this might be easily top three, if not number one, in this entire list that we made. And you know what my favorite is of the proposal? Like the favorite like scene is just the cute moments they have together. Like yes. not even the big plots, but the when they're in the, when he's on the floor and like she's in the bed and they're singing like a song together. Mm-hmm. like the really stupid song it's yeah. like it's like, a rock song. Uh, it's like I came to rock like it's a rap or something and yeah. it's like so funny something like that yes it's just so cute like it's, it's cute. a cute yeah. moment that sticks out to me is when he's naked and she's naked <laughs> Each other, and that was so funny. And it's so really like, realistic. I feel it, it was good. It was really good. That's realistic. <laughs> yes. You never. Well, okay, maybe not. Okay, you know? Yeah, you never like run into people naked physically. <laughs> okay. True. But I in don't the situation. Do that. It can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about Twenty Seven Dresses? Who's seen Twenty Seven? I saw Twenty Seven Dresses, but I saw it a long time ago, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't remember anything about it except that Catherine Heigl was in it. Okay. Um. I'm. Do you remember the man? Who was the man? Yes, he was beautiful. Um, He's a beautiful, beautiful man. But it, oh, is it McDreamy? It's McDreamy. Is it McDreamy? No, I don't think so. But I'll look it up. It might be. Okay. I. It might be is him. It Gerard. Oh, maybe it's no. Gerard. That's no, for the ugly truth. There okay, go, yeah. I'm going to pitch it Why to you. Why does Catherine Heigl sound so familiar? Like, she's she from, from Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, and she's yeah. also in another show that I will tell you. Okay, the man is James Marston. Oh. And okay. Catherine Heigl, you may have seen. You know James in... Marston, right? No. Um, James Marston. He played the Prince. Nominees. I didn't watch them. Isn't that a rom-com? Killers? Mm, yes. Comedy. Yes. Is yes. it a rom-com? Surprisingly, uh, I haven't. I've wanted to watch it because it has Seth Rogen in it, and if Seth Rogen's in it, like I'll watch the movie. Oh, like, you're gonna love one that's coming up. Did you ever watch Roswell? No. Okay, just kidding. I don't know where you are from. <laughs> okay. Okay, so um, I will. I'm gonna pitch it to you because I've seen it a long time ago too. It just felt like it was worth going on the list. Oh man, I'm just hearing the pitch in my brain, and it sounds so cheesy. I it just I well, sometimes you like really. cheese. Sometimes okay, you just gotta go for the cheese and just get an extra sharp cheddar. Okay, that, there you go. Twenty Seven Dresses is literally a movie, probably inspired by the phrase "Always the bridesmaid, never the bride." She is literally the bridesmaid to all her friends all the time, like 27 times. She has 27 bridesmaid dresses, and her friends are probably crazy people because they have, like, themed weddings. So, like, she has all, like, she does, like, a cowgirl-themed wedding for her friend. And, like, it goes her it goes to her life as the girl who does this. And she has, like, I guess it's a friend and... and is he engaged to someone else? Do we no, it's her boss that she's the assistant to. Oh, she's writing a a story about this. No. All right. Obviously, I don't remember the film too. No. Why don't you explain it, Julia? <laughs> so it's Catherine Heigl's character, and I forget her name, like the character's name. So basically, she's in love with her boss, right? That's she's right. She's in love with her boss, but then her sister, her younger sister, comes into town, and uh, her boss falls in love with her sister. And, and the then, sister is lying. And the sister's like, lying all... about everything about her life. Yeah. Like, she's like this person, and she's not. Yeah. And then, like, Catherine Heigl's character, she's like, oh, my God, you know, but I love him. But she's like... And the sister's like, well, I don't care about that. And the exactly. sister is, um... Is it Cameron Diaz? It's... No. Someone fabulous. But she has a very similar appearance to Cameron Diaz. All right. You mention it. Okay. And then this other guy comes into play because her sister wants to get, like... You know, like, sometimes in those newspapers, they'll put, like wedding announcements like oh these people are getting married there you go so then he's this, the writer this, the writer okay gets in touch with the sister who gets in touch with Catherine heigl's character and then that's how they meet he finds out about the 27 dresses she has in a closet which i mean like living in new york i mean like man she's got a closet which is awesome yes she yes. holds yeah. only 27 dresses and let's not move into spoilers and now i remember what happens okay. but you remember um, now? <laughs> there there are some layers to this like as in like he Maybe he doesn't believe in love, but he, like, writes about love because it's just the facade he puts on. There's a lot of, like, layers, yeah. like, to facades and being fake. Very onion-like. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's it's cute. It's a cute movie. It's really um, cute. The ending is so dang cute. So would you watch that? It, I don't know. It didn't <laughs> sound, it sound like... Maybe I'm bad at pitching things. 
I don't know. Or do I pick bad movies? No, because you can. You love love, and sometimes some people, like, don't like the channel. Oh, but okay. also, you were the one that pitched Crazy Stupid Love last week, and he watched oh, it. Oh, okay. He loved it. He, he actually watched it. So, yeah. we talked about Crazy Stupid Love. I demanded that everyone go see it. Matt watched it. Matt, it has not told me what he thinks. So, t- Matt, tell me what you thought. It was really good. It was okay. honestly <laughs> a great movie. It was a great movie, and I and I do think, like, it restored some hope in yeah. my, in my, like, like the opposition to uh rom-coms mm-hmm. but <gasps> there's a whole opposition to it well it I, I don't not, know i just haven't don't... you caught on yeah like well, well all the ones you guys have pitched me it's like it's like, been like they're, eh. if they're too cliche then i then i won't watch it and this one was interesting because it starts off with like divorce like i don't know it sounded like yeah it, it started off with a divorce so it was already like okay well and then he then i don't know it it, it had like a layer to it because it's also like you don't see it coming. You don't know what's coming. Like you don't know if he's gonna you, get back with his wife, yeah, or if he's gonna just go off and do his own like thing and find right. somebody else. Like I thought for a second he was gonna stay with the uh, the teacher, like the his son's teacher. Yeah, I was like, oh, so he's going in this direction. He's gonna be with her and he's gonna make his wife jealous. But he doesn't do that. Like she disappears and then she comes back later. So it's like this crazy like punchline that they worked in. So I, yeah. that was like. It felt complex to me, and it felt like more real to me. Yeah, okay. and I, and I didn't see any like a lot like, of it coming. Put into like the storyline. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. if if it's if you're gonna give me a lazy storyline, and the only thing you're gonna give me is like Cheddar. it's about love. Like, but wait, it's about love. <laughs> love isn't enough. Yeah, it's love not, isn't it's enough. enough. That's that's yeah. what Matt's thesis is. It's like it has to be like complex and stuff. I'm not against like romance and love. You know, like TV show wise, have you guys ever watched the show called Love that got canceled? No. no, it was so good. Well, it, it had like three seasons and it did like they canceled it, but it had like an ending. And I recommend you guys watch it because that felt like real all the way through. Like both the characters were like opposite. Is it about love or is it like it's about, about love. love? OK, I it's mean, I would love. hope okay. that the show's about love. No, love. but it's more like is it is it a romance or it's, like it's, the whole show is like a rom com. But it's but it's but my it's kind of humor and it, okay. yeah, it's like my like the humor in it. Mm. Like I found it like really like like actually funny, not like like haha cheesy funny. It was okay. like actually funny funny. So so that show is about love and I liked it. Um, the end of the effing world. I don't know if we're allowed to swear. <gasps> I that, love that show. I didn't watch the second season yet, but I loved the first season and that show was like somewhat about love. I feel like but it's like a different type interns. of world. But yeah, so, we can't talk about shows. Yeah, we can't talk about shows. But I don't I, watch this is shows. me building building. A, <laughs> this is me building a case for not being against love because okay. I do okay. think okay. that like romance and love is like compelling in stories and movies. Ladies out there, so, Matt or, loves or anyone. Love. <laughs> Matt loves love. I do love love. And but if the you love like has to be real it. and complex. Okay. Oh, I love it that. It doesn't have to be like, can't be like like ridiculous like superficial. Yeah. Right. We don't want superficial okay. love in this household. Yeah. Yeah. And, and these kids we don't want exactly. superficial love. Um I I think crazy stupid love like that scene where every like everyone finds everything, everything just, out yeah that and then like there's a fight like i mm-hmm. my mind was blown and my mind's never been so blown it was very unexpected i didn't I see that. it coming and i don't know if should it's we should stupid. we like spoil it like no, i didn't see it coming either. It. I, I watched it there's, oh, there may I, be some people listening who haven't seen it and you know. and they should be able to enjoy it i yeah. say if it's such a if it's such a good plot twist, let's not spoil it. Okay, but, but go watch I didn't the see movie. it coming either. Like I thought okay. it was like, oh, he's he's just like I didn't know right. what was going on, right. and then all of a yeah. sudden it was like they did a Whoa. fabulous job, Whoa. and that I think was that was not was so easy. Good. Like they they really worked on that, and, and then I'm I went. Saying, and, they took the time and the effort to really analyze and, and I'm like think through how things are going to be coming to light and how the narrative was going to keep going. Right. It's awesome. And I feel like we don't do that much with, with, with comedies. I can totally, like, you know, with rom-coms, they don't put that much into the narrative. Because they're just meant for you entertaining. Know. Right. Uh-huh. And this, I felt like there was some effort put in. And I even went back, because you know how I feel about continuity. So I even went back to see they lied at any point to, yeah. like, throw you off the trail, and they, they didn't. didn't. And it, so that's that's so hard to do. And that's why I liked it. Also, also... Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I was about to ask about, <laughs> in the, about if, that if you guys like genuinely thought Ryan Gosling is like a hot dude because I think he does not look like that attractive. What? In this movie? When he like does the lift? I mean, in this movie. With the yeah. lift? I don't think that. I think his face is weird. I don't know. <laughs> 
But whatever. Emma Stone, though, Emma Stone's hot. She's hot. I think her face is weird. Oh, well, I mean, I kind of agree because I, so do I don't really see Ryan Gosling as like he's not my celebrity crush or whatever. No, but but, he, he's hot. but in this movie, there there is a shirtless scene that stands out, and he looks the good. the uh, the dirty dancing yeah. lift. Yeah, I mean, what a scene! Yeah. What a swap! Well, but that's like yes. like the action was hot, but like him as I'm talking about but him as a person. Hot. I was he like, did, did Emma Stone face? would like would just like instantly like fall for him. Like I didn't think. Oh, he, he looked like that. if he did, yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, yeah, that worked. I would be like her. I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, try it. And I'd be like, mm-hmm, correct. It worked. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. Also, he can, he can lift me up. He can beg me to date him on a Ferris wheel, also, and I. Ryan Gosling is married to a Cuban, and I just. Is he really? Say, yes, he's Who? married to Eva Mendes, and oh, she's Cuban. Wow. So. I didn't even know that. I thought it was Eva, but uh, wow, oh, she's Cuban. I really, that's awesome. You didn't know? I didn't know that. I didn't know they were married. Yeah. I know who she is. And they have kids. And they're mm-hmm. beautiful. Wow. <sighs> beautiful. Well, I really support I mean, that. Well, I don't know what their kids look like because they're very predictive of their faces. But I mean, like, them together are beautiful. They're also in a, another movie, The Place Beyond the Pines. But that one's not a romantic comedy, so we should not get into it. Okay. Just okay. fun fact. <laughs> okay. So, um, do we want to start talking about how, like, some maybe some newer rom-coms? Yes, um, let's talk about Netflix, because okay. Netflix is a big deal in this day and age, especially, and we are getting a lot of, I think that in, like, terms of, like, bigger movies, we're not, we haven't really seen that many rom-coms. Like, stuff in theaters. Yeah, and, like, at least not compared to before, and, like, late 90s, early 2000s, like, I saw a lot more rom-coms back then. Mm. But what we are getting is a lot of rom-coms from Netflix, and honestly, I'm not a fan. I think it, you know what it might be? I think, too, why it's on Netflix and why Netflix has taken on this bringing it back and everything is kind of what Julia said. Like, it's meant for entertainment. Yeah. And so, and and Netflix is looking for, like, a way to make cheap And there was, like, like you said, Diana, that there was a gap in the romantic genre in mm-hmm. terms of mm-hmm. mass productions, and Netflix saw that, and, you know, with just having it there available, and, you know, a lot of countries are taking advantage of it, and they're producing all their stuff, and you just have an endless playlist of romantic comedies. The quality can be debatable. Which and is valid, target. and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's very valid to want to say, like, yeah, this is entertainment. Let's do this for people to be able to stream it right away, but I'm going to agree with Matt on this one, and I just think the Netflix originals are not complex enough for me. They're... Okay. Plots are lazy. So what I feel like is they're targeting like teens, yeah. right? And when you're like a teen or you're like an early, like preteen even, yeah, you're you're watching like Disney Channel and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. when when we were younger, at least That's I don't know about now. Now these days, but whatever. So <laughs> so you watch like a movie like High School Musical or something on the Disney Channel or something, and and like you don't really look at the quality of the movie, right? right? So they're yeah. they're targeting it towards like. Teens who really don't care about the quality, well, so they can they can they do like whatever. The characters, yeah, if right? we're going specifically into the teen rom com genre, I did a research video essay on this, and I can tell you that there was a gap after 2010, like Twilight. After Twilight, right? That was a big gap, and then production companies were looking more towards adaptations from novels because mm-hmm. they already had like a following, like the so it was Sparks. No. I mean, like, like the Divergent, okay, okay. Uh-huh, exactly. YA. So then, oh, okay. yeah, because since it wasn't making that much money in theaters, romantic dramas, they were going into, okay, what's going to sell mm-hmm. within the romantic category, and teen rom-coms were it. And then, like I said, you know, after you go through so many different series, like Harry Potter, it is a teen rom-com. Later in the series, Divergent, Twilight, Hunger Games, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There is a lack, and once you go over all of this, people are expecting more. And then Netflix just kind of found a way to bring back the classic romance where it's, you know, more like everyday scenarios, you yeah. know, like falling in love in high school or whatever. And not like these big crazy, like, oh my God, you're like, going to die, end of the world. Right. That, so it's that, like it's found an area where they can produce a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of demand. The question is sometimes it's like, quantity over quality mm. but it's not just teen movies no it's that not they're making because she's, they're also making the vanessa hudgens christmas movies exactly are, and that's you know really... she's a full adult and then there's even i saw one recently about a woman who her son goes off to college and she's getting a divorce so she goes to africa and like falls in love with oh, yeah, i've seen that one rob Lowe. yeah and it's like it. it's entertaining but yeah. 
I'm gonna forget it in like a month and yeah. I'm it, it didn't really artistically it's mm-hmm. not a great film and like that's okay I my sister loves shitty romantic comedies yeah. I love them too and sometimes it's like sometimes you just need it yeah sometimes you like it but yeah I, for the sake of like you know Art. film studies <laughs> film studies podcast and like what Matt was saying I do genuinely love uh enjoy more um, more complex storylines and complex characters and conversations. And yeah. even though Netflix is, you know, producing the more, like, more romantic comedies, they're just not good enough. I think um, it, it, it makes me sad what you're saying. Like, it's for teenagers, and I was like, I think I still kind of think I'm a teenager, but I'm not. <laughs> and, or at least I definitely thought that, like, I can still enjoy the things that the teens do. I mean, I, I have TikTok. So, um... <laughs> But, like, uh, from, like, The Kissing Booth and to All the Boys I Loved Before and uh, Sarah Burgess. Sierra. Uh, Sierra Burgess, um, which, by the way, was, I don't know how that movie made it past production and someone should have red flagged a lot of yeah. a lot of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like, I loved The Kissing Booth and it was it was good. It the was a good was high. The book was better. I didn't read it, but I think it was a good high, and I felt, and I really loved being yeah, Joey King is awesome in that. She's, she's so fabulous. She's, I love that they actually dated after that. Yeah, I mean, who is he dating now? He's hitting someone Zendaya. like Zendaya, and I support that message now because <laughs> she could do better than Tom Holland. Like, I'm sorry, but yes. He's like a baby. She has to, like, take off her heels to look at her him. Anyway, like, you seen, like, the pictures where she shows him something on the phone and she has to lower the phone so he can see it. Were they ever seen? I mean, she doesn't deserve that. Doesn't Tom Holland have another girlfriend who's, like, This is a romantic comedy we should make, but... Correct. Yeah. And I just didn't... I thought the kissing was good, but honestly, I like all the boys a little before, but not enough and I don't know I don't get the hype so I really liked the first the so first one was amazing yeah I really liked what it what was amazing about it can it you like so, tell it to me I, I liked their chemistry I really liked seeing Noah Centineo and Lana Condor for the first time on screen and seeing like that scene where he puts like his uh hand in her back pocket very, and spins her around oh yeah and it's the hot tub scene yeah. it's all really really cute mm-hmm. I recently saw the second part and I was over their dynamic and it was boring and I was over it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Do you feel like the second part was just kind of rushed because yes. they really just... And then when you think about it in terms of books, the first one kind of combined a bit of the second one mm-hmm. and then it kind of blended. So I don't know. It's just so Netflix like, did that thing where they kind of keep going on something that was really popular, like 13 Reasons Why. And exactly. Like yeah, I said, they're going back. They're beat it to death because they're, they're still making things money. That, will yes. have, that already have a following, so they know they're going to get money. Exactly. Return. I hate that. It makes my heart sad because you just don't get the good quality after that. Yeah, like, um, yeah. well, I'm not going to go back to TV shows, but well, let's, let's continue. I was going to say, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, Strykowski ain't here. So yeah. He ain't here. Uh, <laughs> we're on the loose. He doesn't know uh, what he doesn't know. Um, okay, so I think wait before we end it, I, yeah. I will say like not, not, we got some more to talk about. No, I'm saying the Netflix point. Okay, so it, not that I'm against Netflix making rom coms. No. just maybe spend a little more time in your storylines and your yeah. scripts because yeah. it doesn't have to be like a movie with a super big budget. I just no. want more complexity. I do think that Netflix is generally like I get the vibe that they care more about quantity. Jeez. Quantity yeah, over quality of That's movies. what I said. Numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they want they want several... Like, they want to be like, oh, we have the most stuff on here. We have different stuff. We put stuff on here every month. And we have a bunch of originals. Right. So, yeah. uh, as a, but like, I actually find as a, a lot better in terms of streaming. Amazon Prime has great stuff. I've just... It's not Amazon Prime. Like you have to end up, like, paying no. for a lot of it if you're already subscribed. Well, Prime, Prime movies, like... Prime movies, original are not, movies. Like, their original movies are all free on Amazon Prime. Okay, are they good? They're really good. I don't. Okay. But I haven't seen any really good romantic comedies. Anyways. Because Netflix is dumb. But I yeah. think that might be another podcast. Another podcast. Yeah. Um, Which streaming service has the better movies? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Game of Thrones. May they rest in peace. Oh, not Game of Thrones. HBO. Which <laughs> the, the names might as well be interchangeable. That's all they had. Anyway. May they rest in peace. Let's move on to Crazy Rich Asians. I haven't seen it yet, and I hear really good things it's about so it. It's so good. And I, I have a great really story to tell. I went oh. with my friends. Okay. It was me, my best friend, and another friend who's a guy that he loves romantic movies. 
Yeah. It's totally up for them. Okay. And then the, the wedding scene, I just happened to bring a metal bottle and I got so excited because it was just so pretty. Mm. It was just like, <gasps> it wraps you in, sucks you in. Yeah. You're just like, you, you have all the butterflies, all the feels. And then in the excitement, I dropped my bottle and it was metal. It was right in the moment. <laughs> oh, okay. It was horrible. Um, but it was a great movie. Um, I'm waiting for the second one. I just worry if it's ever going to reach up. Yeah, I hear, and I hear that they're they're having some issues getting that second one out. But yeah, for crazy rich agent, agents, yeah. Um, do they do rom coms normally like have sequels? Oh, besides the Netflix, I, I know the Netflix one. And do they do what they normally point? hold up to like? The well, original? I my my definition is like sequels will never be the same as the original. Yeah, but I think in terms of rom coms, I think I it's know. actually new. Yeah, because if you think back to like eighties, nineties rom coms, yeah. even like seventies, they they don't have. Even sequels. if they're like huge hits, no, you don't no. see a like second. Sleepless yeah. in Seattle or any of the right. other Nora Ephron films, none of them have sequels. They they would People produce had standards back then. <laughs> <laughs> they would produce a lot of the same films though. You know, like the rom coms were very similar to right. each other. And they would but get it just like, wasn't sequels. Yeah, and then like if there was a movie that was very, very popular, they'd be like, Okay, well, let's do this again. But they wouldn't do like a sequel. Right, they would get like different actors, yeah. change the story of it. Change a little bit, yes. Like change Love Actually, which was so 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 popular with right. people, which you know, that one's beyond me. And then now watch it at your Valentine's own Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve. Yeah, watch it on your own, like if if you want to, Matt, but Love Actually, like, I don't know. Um, and yeah, correct. So they have Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve, which kind of, like, the very clearly thing. are ex- inspired by the success. Yeah. So I wouldn't, but yeah, I mean, that's interesting that it's getting a... I'm going to be honest. I really liked Crazy Rich Asians. I just felt like when I, like, I loved that movie. It's aesthetically, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's a girly movie in the sense that, like, the scenery is beautiful, the mm-hmm. outfits are beautiful, the, Everything's the man beautiful. is beautiful, but also, like, I just felt like it was done. I don't really feel like it needed a sequel. Okay. Yeah. Would I, you agree with is that? Is it perhaps yeah. getting a sequel because money? Oh. No, because it's based on a book. Oh, that has a sequel? I think. I believe so. I'm not mm, sure. Books can be because money. Sometimes. You know. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I didn't read the book, so maybe it does need I a sequel. I didn't read the book, but yeah. I felt like it was a good film in itself. I, I think you it know, was like a great a, way to end. Is it a rom com? Like pure through yeah, and through? Yeah, it is. It's, There's okay. so many funny moments in it. So many. Okay. Aquafina. Aquafina is amazing. amazing. Okay. I really didn't know that that was her real name. I just, or is it her real it's her stage, stage name? Her stage yeah. Name. <laughs> I, I thought it was more of like a Twitter handle. Like, I didn't know that that's what she's like going with. That's her stage name. And yeah. I was like, can you guys just call her a real name? Like, you know, the one day I was like, is it, that's her Twitter handle? And they were like, no, no, that's like, she goes by that. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> long shot. Has anyone seen it? I saw no. Long Shot. I loved can it. Can you sell it to me? Yes. So, this is a movie that. From the trailer, I was super excited to watch, and then I this movie already had me with Seth Rogen, so like anything on top of that is like icing. Yeah, what, yeah, what so is it's... Seth Rogen? Is he like a what love is, interest? What is, what is Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen? <laughs> on our next our next podcast? Um, yeah, okay, so let me explain it to you. Basically, it's Charlie Theron. I think that's how you pronounce her name, and she is the lead in this film. She's a super fancy, serious politician who used to be friends in college with Seth Rogen. Oh, I know And Seth Rogen is more of like a doofus in like yeah. a cute way. You know, like yeah. he's just not as fancy and formal and your typical handsome guy. But he can make her laugh and yeah. he teaches her how to let loose. And they they do a lot of, um, I don't know, I, I, I remember just that concept of like, she's the badass and she's the one that has her life together. And then still falling in love with him just because he's like genuine you know genuinely into her and, and supportive of her and like he helps her and makes her laugh and it's it's definitely in there with the authentic kind of because I hate when a romantic comedy like just tells me like yeah they're in love because they have to be because yeah. I said so because we did a romantic montage and now their true loves are each other. No. <laughs> so like, it's not like that. It's not like that. You really do get to see a chemistry that makes sense. And, like, these two characters who are incredibly lonely and, like, coming together. And it was really nice. I really liked it. I, now I'm realizing that I've definitely seen the trailer for that and just immediately thought, oh, this is just this is going to be cheesy and uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's why I didn't go see it in theaters. But then I had a friend who saw it and he was like, 
It was good, dude. It was good. Okay. And he's like, you'd like it because you're a writer. I'm like, okay, I guess. And (laughs) especially for writers, because I think as a screenplay, it's pretty original, like, in terms of, like, dialogue and characters and stuff. I don't know. Okay. I I really like this one. This one is, out of the recent rom-coms, definitely one of my favorites. Um, did anyone see Isn't It Romantic? No. I did watch it. It's supposed to be a romantic comedy making fun of the romantic comedies. And yeah. I think if you like, um, I forget her name. Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Wilson? Yes, if you like Rebel Wilson, no. you like her. <laughs> yeah. Who likes Rebel Wilson? I like her. I, I like, like what her. she has. She's funny. Yeah. And, Whenever and so I, I see I her in a movie, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to take this seriously. Also, Liam Hemsworth. <gasps> Is in that? Yes. Oh, but, okay, no, so I can't watch, I don't want to watch the movie just because I don't, it's like making fun of rom-coms, so you know it's going to have all the cheesy things you hate oh, about rom-coms. Oh, yes, super duper cheesy, like, that's the point. The, this is what, um, we so Matt, this is like the opposite of what you're looking for, is okay. this movie. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah. And it's already the opposite of what I'm looking for because it has Rebel Wilson in it. So, I mean, oh, exactly. I, I remember just feeling so disappointed and confused about her being in like Dojo Rabbit. I, I was, was like, I hate this. I God, it was so bad. And her Australian was, accent, she's, is she from New Zealand or Australia? I, she's Australian. Her, her accent was like going coming through like the thing like really annoyingly and I was like I could hear like she was trying the German but then she was trying to make it funny that she also like had the Australian and it wasn't working it was just so bad I, I, I don't mean like at the her. end I, I got used to her character I was like I have to live with it I have to watch this so I have to live with it but when I saw her I was like oh, I'm sorry am I supposed to like like this movie like I don't know she's she's just her presence is like She's she's okay, but maybe that's she's how people. Not for everyone. Maybe she's, how she's I one of those it. comedians that are like you love her, you hate her. Yeah, 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 she's like Amy Schumer. I feel, and I feel like they also they're also maybe it's not all their fault because they're get like they get targeted as like the comedic relief in rom coms, and like they're not yeah. necessarily like the leads in rom coms. I mean, she was the comedic relief in Pitch Perfect. No? Correct, she exactly, and, which is like her debut. Yeah. you know, so. Very interesting because we didn't get to talk about this, but in rom coms, I, I wonder if they're changing in diversity. We talked about this a little bit, but um, it's nice that Isidore Romantic is she the lead in that? She is one hundred percent lead in that, mm-hmm. and then the other lead is Priyanka Chopra, which is an Indian woman. So right, there She's is a change in yes, thank yes. you, yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, so I think one hundred percent there is more diversity in rom-coms maybe not as much as some people would like to see yeah but as opposed to like entirely just straight white blonde characters for sure let me ask is she because a lot of those movies that we like from earlier and you know the 2000s were blonde skinny white characters um do they make any jokes about Rebel wilson's like appearance in that movie yeah, for sure. I think they do. Okay, so that's, I mean, at least it's, like, addressing the fact that, like, that's what's normal rom-coms, and maybe that should, like, end, you know? The whole thing is making fun of rom-coms, so they're, yeah. it's kind of like these years' Oscars, how it was, like, right. everything that's wrong with it, but we're telling it to you in a funny way. Okay. So rom-coms really, like, this is a self-aware rom-com, or mm-hmm. it's, like, everything is enhanced because we're making fun of it, because okay. that's the point of this romantic movie. And actually... I don't remember who she ends up with, but she might. No, I don't want to say this because I really don't remember. But okay. it's not your typical, even though it is kind of supposed to be, it's making fun of that. So it's not your typical rom-com. Okay. Okay. I really, I like that. Yeah. I want I want to hear, I want to hear more diversity in rom-coms. Right. So on that note, yeah. I want to, before we end it, give three recommendations of my favorite foreign films. Because I think that. Foreign rom-coms? Foreign rom-coms. Foreign rom-coms do a much better job at at complexity and at script writing. So you're, like, pointing back. So you're saying I should should start looking for some subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) Prepare to read. Okay. Prepare to read. But no, but check out the ones that we talked about today. And then I'm just going to pitch three that are not American and, and make things interesting. First on my list is Blind Date, which is available on Netflix for streaming if you have an account. It's basically a puzzle inventor who works in total silence and a new neighbor a what? new neighbor moves in next to him and she's a pianist. So she's obviously rehearsing her piano or whatever oh and he's like it just drives him crazy. A puzzle maker? Yeah, he makes puzzles. 
Wow, like, like that job. toy maker. Yeah, but like his whole thing is like he's he, he needs works a lot of concentration and he just needs total silence. And she needs to rehearse her piano skills. So they basically start a war and a back and forth with a literal like wall between them. And that's how they fall in love. And it's hilarious and it's French and it's it sounds amazing. It's I really want to watch cute. it. Yes, watch it. It's on Netflix. My next recommendation is Spanish Affair. This one used to be on Netflix. It's not anymore. Um, but the, the sequel to it is on Netflix. Um, basically, it's a northern girl who is very alternative and hippie. She goes on a trip to the south of Spain, and she hooks up with this guy, super southern Spanish, typical macho man, and she leaves her purse at his place. So he goes up north to where she's from to return it to him and to make her fall in love with him. And I do think this one, you you might need a bit of cultural context to understand a lot of the jokes. But it's still hilarious and super cute. So I recommend it. How does that sound so far? Um, the first one, the... The puzzle one maker. about the puzzle maker. You had that me a puzzle. Cute. You had me a puzzle. It sounds, it sounds cute, but it also sounds cliche because it's like you know they're gonna they're gonna end up Opposites together. attract. Oh, the okay. last one. Like, that in all of them. She played. The last <laughs> go. But um, the the last one sounded very like oh okay. I mean, it just sounded like he oh she left his purse at the house. Like yeah, they got snowed in. Like you know what I mean? Like I guess. I just yeah. think, like, you know, this is to be expected. If you're watching a rom-com, they are going to end up together. That's the thing. Well, b- right? but Crazy Stupid Love played with that, though. And it was okay, like, okay. Well, you are can't they going to go back? Love. Well, you can. <laughs> well, maybe we I'm should. Saying, maybe we should. Maybe <laughs> that should be the standard, That's you know? the standard now. Is that our conclusion? Okay. Finish this. Well, my last recommendation, recommendation is A Remarkable Tale, also available on Netflix. It's a Spanish film about oh this one's tough to explain okay so small town in spain super super small town basically it's dying out there's only like 20 old people left in it and these um <laughs> really dying out no literally <laughs> dying they, they say that in the film guys oh, okay <laughs> um and these uh four african immigrants are passing through the town because they're escaping from uh, human trafficking, I believe it was. And so they encounter the people, obviously small town mentality, they're super racist. So it's kind of them like hiding them, but then also dealing with their racism and having the whole town accept them. And, and it's just so funny. I like that one. Yeah. And the way they deal with it. Like it sounds good. I just love Spanish. And it's a rom-com. Yeah, it is. Okay. There's politically correct or is it like on the border? It's politically correct to Spanish standards. Okay. So yep. see how yep. you deal with that. Okay. All right. I, I, I accept that. And that's it for Okay. Today. So um, what we learned today is uh, Crazy Stupid <laughs> Love is the... The new standard. Yes. The, you know, the top cream of the crop for... Uh, and fight us if you if you want. You can fight us. Um, Please, please feel free to fight us at... Uh, at film, FIU Film Studies. FIU on Instagram, um, come at me. I'm we're, we're all open to discussing, but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Crazy Stupid Love, please let us know what you think. That's the one to watch. That's the one to watch, and I think we're out. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.